Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got two weeks worth of tech news, including Amazon's convenience stores are busted, FedEx paying you to use Flash, we've also got Android O, red iPhones, and the people have spoken on Monopoly Game Pieces. Find out who won coming up right now on Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 161, recorded March 27th, 2017. Thumbs good, stars bad. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, uh, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and most important of all, you. I am Sean Jennings, joined as always uh, by two gentlemen who um, you can pay $100 to put Flash on their computer. It's uh, Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. <laughs> You could not pay us a hundred dollars. No, do that, I, right? what is your what is your price to enable Flash on your in your browser? Would you do it for five dollars? Uh, no, but I would do it for a hundred dollars. <laughs> to be honest, I think it, it depends on how long. But like, yeah, I might do it for a hundred dollars. That's I don't have to use it, right? That's just your have price. To enable it. Yeah, there's, there's a thing you can do, and I don't remember how you do it, but you can uh, install a, a Chrome extension. I'm sure they have this for other browsers too. Where you have Flash installed, but you have to click on the Flash thing to uh, actually run it, which is great for the invisible Flash things that run and try to do shady stuff because you'll mm-hmm. never be able to even see them to turn them on. Mm. It's a good, uh, good middle ground. Nice. Well, there you go. Uh, thanks, folks, for joining us. Uh, before we get into some banter here, I want to remind everybody we're live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show as we are every Monday night at roughly 11 Eastern, 10 Central. Uh, you can join us there, watch the show, and you can comment on Facebook. We'll read those throughout the show. You can also call into our phone number at 508-644-8324. That's 508-644-8324. Call in throughout the show. Interact with us. The phone number will be on the screen. And by the way... My offer still stands. First person to call in gets a free Don't Panic tote bag. So I, I know Colby <laughs> loves his. He uses it all the time. So, you know, you can put things and stuff in it. So What do you use it for? I, I actually haven't ever oh. used it. <laughs> <laughs> Good sales <laughs> job. Thank you. I was, I was trying I was trying to play along, but... but Dan, Dan called you out on my it. Bluff. Uh, I saw it on your camera yesterday, so I know you own it. It is there. It's like on the chair next to the count the counter in the kitchen. It's primed for use. It's just Yeah, nice. that's that's prime real estate really. Yeah. That's like the middle of the shelf in the, the supermarket that is Colby's life. Right? <laughs> that's deep. That's a deep cut right there. Um, uh, do you think that the supermarket of my life breaks if there are more than 20 people in it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know how many people have we gotten in there for New Year's in the past. Has it ever been more than twenty? I think this year. Well, we were supposed to be more than twenty. I don't think that many people actually showed up. All right, so we don't. We're very that. close to twenty. So it's, well, it's did it feel like it was close to breaking? Uh, it wasn't too bad, but it, it wasn't <laughs> as bad as I expected it to be. Let's put it that way. Okay. It was pretty. It was pretty packed, though. I will say, twenty people is probably about that ceiling of how many people is it appropriate to have in Colby's apartment. Absolutely, you're on the edge. After right there. that, it becomes inappropriate. A- a- <laughs> after that, it's a clown car or a phone booth with you know how many people can you cram in it. At that point, then I think you could probably get fifty in there if you really wanted to, but it's diminishing returns. <laughs> at least, do your do your feet have to be on the ground? 
let's say your feet ha- your feet had to be on you had to be standing up. Now you can do it on the you okay. stand on the couch or on the counter, but you have you, to be you, standing. Could you stand on someone's shoulders? No. No. Could, I just want to know how many vertical you, people you can get <laughs> one tall in Colby's apartment. Well, how many how many square feet does a person take up? Um, that's a good question. I would say what three? We could say three. Yeah, three, I mean, three, three wide, but they're they're not as deep. People aren't as right. Um, some people are, but most people aren't as deep. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my apartment's like six or seven hundred square feet total. I mean, you'd have to like subtract the couch and like the counters out of that and stuff. We don't need a couch at that point, though. 500 conservatively. (laughs) This sounds like one of those lame uh, (laughs) thought questions they ask you in a job interview. Like, how many people could you fit in Colby's apartment? It's not about the right answer. It's about how you figure it out. (laughs) I thought we did a pretty good job. (laughs) We're hired. (laughs) Next New Year's, we'll we'll get the real answer. (laughs) <laughs> um what else is going what's going on guys free drinks at Colby's free- <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love it we can advertise it to all of our no fans um yeah to everyone who calls in <laughs> that's right you get a free well what is Ooh. it didn't didn't i once offer to give a week away at colby's dad's at your dad's beach house <laughs> for some reason no one took us up on that offer i, I was supposed shocked i know i we we would have done it could have hung out with scar it would have been fun but can I, can I take up uh can I take you up on that offer? I'll say yes, but I doubt I have the authority <laughs> to. So it was for last year though, wasn't it? Is yeah. he doing it again this year? Uh I'm not I'm not sure yet. Maybe. The Don't Panic Weekend with Colby's Dad contest <laughs> giveaway. Sponsored by Bud Light Limerita. <laughs> this is good. This is really good. This uh, sells itself. We're gonna be so rich. Um, good. What else is going on, guys? Anything of anything of note? There's got to be something exciting going on. I went no? to a restaurant. Uh, I told Sean about this. I went to a restaurant opening. Uh, today, a pre-opening, a friends and family only event before the grand opening. And the most interesting thing I learned about restaurants, especially high-end ones, which this one kind of is, is the week before and the week of opening week when the New York Times photographers are rolling through and the food critics, they train and hire a different waitstaff than they would normally. And this waitstaff consists entirely of models. So they get these extremely expensive hourly uh models to be their wait staff which you know they're they're perfectly fine waiters and waitresses but they uh charge a hefty fee for their time they use them only for the first week when the people that they want to impress are there and they're taking pictures and then they bring on their regular wait staff true story i believe it it, it shattered my reality when you told me <laughs> yeah that's Feels like a lie. So all those reviews you read in in the paper and stuff that talk about how good looking the waiters are, you're like, <laughs> I feel like I should never trust that. Like these people just look normal. Like the food was okay, but God, the waiters were attractive. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, this is this is why uh, Cosmopolitan shouldn't be re- reviewing a restaurant. Right, I would be very suspect of a food review that that went on about <laughs> the waitstaff. 
Well, that's that's what's amazing to me is you don't you know it's like when you learn that uh, in cereal commercials they don't use milk in the bowl they use glue. You know, it's all those sort of like mm, fake yeah. trickery that they don't use cheese and that they all it's all craft like that's why a Big Mac never looks like it does in the commercial. I I it must have been a podcast. I feel like it was a ninety nine percent invisible or something. They had an episode uh with a person who did that and they talked about all the crazy stuff they, they would do they do to like get the to get like you know when when they have like the Wendy's commercials and the un, the sliced onions are like bouncing so mm-hmm. perfectly in slow motion it's like about all the stuff they do to make that happen that was a good one that should be my pick for today how do they do it i i they they had like built contraptions to do it so they would actually like slice the onion and it would like fly and then they have these like super high speed cameras to capture it uh, I I don't I I I don't re- really remember the the gist of it. That was a while but ago. Man, they but... make I like I always love going into Dunkin' Donuts, the ones that have the video monitors, and they show like the coffee pouring in super slow motion, and like the hash browns are co- browning in slow motion. God, it it just makes <laughs> food look so much better. <laughs> always Especially impressive. Especially that kind of food. Well, yeah, that's that's the food that needs the, you know, that that needs, needs the improvements. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's exciting. I had no idea. No idea at all. Um, I wish I had a cool tech story from uh, from London, but I really... Oh, that's right. I really don't. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to any of the technology. I was so busy at work um, that... I didn't really. That's, I, that's I did. I did love my yeah. AirPods, though, Dan. I was and I was telling you this the other day. Right. Um, what a fantastic! I had. Um, I usually fly with a collared shirt, and there's usually a pocket in the front, and I kept these just in the in the shirt pocket the whole time. And when I was in line, and you could just pop it one in, pop them out, pop them in, pop them out, um, as you were waiting in customs and in different things. And yeah, it was battery life was great. I was super impressed. So. I was I was very pleased with my AirPods. And and we invented that on this show. I just want all the listeners to remember. That's right. And by we I mean me. I called it. Okay, all it's right. Like Apple uh, no no no. Do you remember I went on and I on did. about how Apple should make its own wireless standard that's not shitty like Bluetooth. <laughs> I mean, it is Bluetooth, but But it's not shitty like Bluetooth. Although mine is. Mine have you used yours for calls? Uh yes. Mine is terrible at phone calls. Terrible at it in what way? The the audio gets all distorted and it actually will lose connection in the middle of a call, but it's it's not when playing music or anything else. It's only during phone calls. Yeah, I, I noticed that the the call quality isn't I, I think it degrades both the sound in your ears and the microphone isn't amazing. Mm. But I think you'd have the same problem with any Bluetooth connection. But you're right. I think the next version of the AirPods, I think they should take it a step further. I'm, ho- think- I'm hoping what you're talking about is that they take the little straight part and they just extend it all the way down and have giant sticks <laughs> hanging like, out. Like your mandibles. You know, like, like giant chopsticks you <laughs> like shoved in your ears. Yeah. No. I think, imagine like the, the Apple like near field communication standard where it like there there's no it can do your 
4K monitor. It can handle that wirelessly. It can, you know, talk to your Apple TV. It can handle your mouse and your keyboard and however crazy headset. It could do video cameras. I think that's what they should do. I don't know. And then just abolish wires altogether. I, I mean... I think Apple is really good and can create a lot of things I could never imagine. I kind of find it hard to believe that Apple, out of thin air, pun intended, could create a new wireless standard that doesn't piggyback or at least borrow extremely heavily from an existing one. Like, there are only so many frequencies through which data can travel. Like, I don't... I'm, sure. I'm, I'm suspicious. Like, I'm not concerned with no. the reality, Sean. No, no, I'm no. talking like, about the if, future. If they used a specific frequency of Wi-Fi direct and, you know, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And built great software around it. I mean, that's what they did with Bluetooth. So, you know, they didn't invent Dan, sure, NFC. I would accept that. Dan called one thing and now it's gone to his head. He's just so cocky. <laughs> He's so cocky. He thinks he's not, a, no, look, no, we got I'm Tim not, Cook I'm over here. This. I'm not predicting. I'm telling them what they should do. Oh, gotcha. oh so he's moved on from good. predicting to <laughs> running the company. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> then no one has any right to complain about ports on MacBooks. Like, ugh. <laughs> And then, oh, I think that would, it would be probably really hard. I don't know how doable <laughs> it would be. The good but, news is, Dan, Apple has a lot of smart people. It's, only, it's up to you to tell them exactly. what to do, and then they go and do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's how that's how product development works. Honestly, I would settle for wireless power. Given the choice, Dan, would you rather have wireless power or your wireless stuff talks to each other concept? Hmm. For my computer, I care more about the wireless stuff talking to each other, but for my phone and like the watch and the AirPods, I care more about wireless power. Sure. And frankly, for everything behind my TV too. I, I think it would depend for me it would depend on what form the wireless power took like if it's the the wireless power we have now where you have to like put it on a oh map, yeah like, that's not that I mean that's probably fine for a phone it's not not great for a, a computer could you imagine your, your watch you have to just like rest your wrist on the <laughs> well no he I think I think that the the mat thing is pretty plausible. Imagine you just get like this big old honking mouse pad, basically, that you plop down on a desk, and you can get different sizes or maybe multiple different ones. And everything on the desk receives power. Your your monitor's base connects to it. Your laptop space connects to it. Your mouse and your keyboard, your phone, your headphones, external hard drives, whatever. They can all just feed off of this, this like, mat. So, if I'm understanding correctly, Dan, you want to invent a super-duper mouse pad. Yes, that powers the things that are the, on it. The Dan Miller super-duper mouse pad. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. No, hey, listen, listen. you're innovating. I'm. Who am I to stop? There are no bad ideas in brainstorming. I'm innovating. You're, 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 you're winnovating. Win. Innovating? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. All we do is win. Um, yep. That's exactly true. 
All right. Well, gentlemen, I think it's uh, about that time. Enough of us wasting everyone else's time. Why don't we move into the news? We've got a whole bunch of stories, two weeks worth here. Although, actually, most are from the last week, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, Apparently, nothing interesting happened in the week we were gone. So, we've got all kinds of stuff. I teased a bunch in the... Uh, the lead off of the show, including um, all of those, I didn't. I have, yeah, you have you have a let's not, pick. Yeah, yeah. Let's not do one of those. I'm curious what everyone thinks now about the Nintendo Switch. Now that mm. it's been out and there have been reviews and people are talking about it. Absolutely. In relation to that, yeah, this story. Great question, Dan. Apparently, Wall Street Journal is reporting that Nintendo plans to double the number of Switch uh, Switch units uh that they planned on manufacturing uh originally uh, at least 16 million um in the uh in the financial year starting this april which means the upcoming year um which is a doubling of the initial plans due to strong demand um nintendo the only official indication of switch sales to date is that nintendo planned to ship 2 million units this month following its launch Although a source claims the number may be 2.5 million or more, so they not only met their goal, they exceeded it. So, um, extremely, um, extremely popular so far. Um, if that 16 million figure, as reported, is true, that would mean it would outsell its predecessor, the Wii U, um, by a few million units. Um, in in what two three months, as yes. compared to four years. Yes, yeah. but you also have to oh, remember total? over. Wow. Over that same period of time, the original Wii sold 101 million. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Sold 20 million in that first year. Sorry. My mistake. So, right in between the two. But I don't think... I mean, you try selling anything as much as they sold the Wii. I mean, that's... That's insane. Um, So, we'll get better numbers on April 27th, which is when Nintendo reports earnings. But, gentlemen, we'll go with Dan's question here. I don't know if either of you played the Switch. That's really the million-dollar question. No, okay. I haven't actually. No. So let's talk about how great it is or how bad it is now, uh, that now that we know we've never played it. Well, I, I know some people who've used them and all the reviews seem pretty positive. Uh, it manages to avoid most of the typical Nintendo pitfalls, except maybe I, I haven't heard updates about this, the online gaming story. Uh, but everything that they marketed it for, it seems to do. You can dock it and take it out and it seamlessly transfers the gameplay games work just as well on the gamepad as they do on the screen you can take the two sides of the controller out and use them independently or together uh i've seen a bunch of pictures of my friends taking them on planes and they're like they're blown away that for the first time in their lives the best gaming experience they can get at home they can bring on the plane with them it's pretty cool uh, and that you can set the switch on the tray table and then take the controllers off and use them like an actual controller instead of having to hold it like a giant iPad, basically. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I think we were rightfully skeptical. It seemed a little too good to be true, but it seems like they've delivered on what they said they were going to do. I, uh, this is... I don't know. I like the idea of using the two little things uh, like disconnected from anything just like to play a game regularly, but like not stuck together like in front of me. I feel like it would be super like it opens up so many more options for like 
reclining as he is. Like, <laughs> and let me tell you, Chloe loves to recline like that. Yeah, yeah and it's it's tough when you got the controller because like you're trying to lie down, but like <laughs> like you can't like you got to have your hands together somewhere, and you end up like putting pressure on your arm in a weird way, or like I don't know how you deal with it, frankly. Have, yeah, right. I don't know why why all controllers aren't two pieces, frankly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm excited for Mario Kart. Uh, I I would buy one if it was possible to get one for less than five hundred dollars. Well, but I'm not in that big of a hurry, so I'll just wait. There so was a um, there was another story which did not make it into the rundown. I have to see if I can track it down while I'm describing it. But um, Amazon was actually offering a special promotion. Um, where you could, um, Prime subscribers could get special access to purchase um, Nintendo Switches at regular value. Let's see here. Um, um, Amazon had the console back in stock, but only let Prime members add it to their cart. Um, I don't know if this is huh. still the case. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> But yeah, this story was from the twenty fourth, so three days ago, Friday. Yeah. Um, but interesting. I'm gonna get more money out of your uh, Prime subscription there. Yeah, I am. Um, you know, honestly, what I've heard of this, I have not used it. Um, but what I've heard is that this is absolutely the best device you can use to play Zelda. And that's basically <laughs> it. I mean, I've not heard. And I, uh, that's like a what is it? A ninety nine out of a hundred on Metacritic right now. That game. People love the Zelda game. People love this. If you're willing to pay three hundred dollars plus whatever, what's the cost of the game? Sixty bucks. So you know, three hundred and sixty bucks to play Zelda. I think it's great. Um, I'll get more power to you. Um, I I think the hardware looks cool. I've seen questions of whether it's underpowered or overpowered, and you know, it seems to handle Zelda okay. We haven't seen it do games you can compare to a console because you know. You can't play Zelda on an Xbox, so I'm curious how when you get an Xbox game on there, how they'll stack up. If if you're into that kind of performance graphics, if that's your thing, um, that's never why you get a Nintendo system, though. No, and that's but I think that's I'm not I think that's okay. Um, but I'm curious. We just don't know. Uh, you know, people have estimated how powerful they think the graphics is, but they're so there's not enough kind of range of to be able to test it. So I'm curious. Um, I, I'd have to be. If this thing had more games, I would seriously like look into it. I'm I'm I really like the form factor, like you were talking, Dan, traveling and on planes, and you can take it with you and play it around the house or pop it in the console, the dock. Um, you can lounge with it. I'm not paying 360 bucks to play Zelda on this thing. So yeah, that's fair. That's a little crazy. To me. An expensive game, I guess. It, yes, exactly. I think it'd be really cool, and there's nothing that prevents them from doing this, I don't think, if they opened up the Wii U backlog on, like, the online store. Yeah, I thought they were working on that. I don't remember... Maybe they are, because then that becomes a lot more attractive, because I'm sure those games will not be $60, and there were, like, <laughs> at least half a dozen good games on the Wii U that no one ever played. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm... I'm happy that it seems good. The, I, I put it this way: it does not surprise me that they are selling a lot of them. That 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 does not surprise me in the least. Will it continue in the long run? The the real question is: I want to see how holiday season next year is. 
that will tell me it will have already been out by about nine months at that time. They will have time to have developed games for it, so all the games should have come out at that point. If we come mm. out of Christmas saying this thing beat projections, then I'll call it a success. If we come out of Christmas and they say it undersold, then I'm going to yeah. say these early numbers didn't mean much. Mm-hmm. So, because I think all the people buying it now are the people who already own an Xbox and a PlayStation or people who've bought everything Nintendo's ever made. I think your average person is not going out and buying this today simply because of the time of year, the availability issues, the kind of, you know, you got to be a Zelda fan to, you know, or, or a specific fan of the games available. So Christmas, I think, is going to be the make or break. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll check back then. We'll tell you all about it. But... Until then, uh, yes. Looks like we have some follow-up on our Monopoly discussion we, that, that took place across the coffee and beer network. It, that it did. Dan Miller, <laughs> the people have spoken. Democracy works, or does it? Let's find out. We talked previously on the show about Monopoly holding a public vote to both retire three pieces of their classic uh, tokens, as they call them, set, and replace them with three new ones you had 56 to choose from um and we walked here on the show through a number of them good bad indifferent uh guys would you like to know the results i'm dying to know i know the 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 with abated breath i'm happy to tell you that the american people have outright rejected boot thimble and wheelbarrow no not thimble boot was was lame was I always like the wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow was cool. I don't. I will not miss Boo. And I agree with Dan. Thimble was pretty awesome too. Yeah, it had a nice texture to it. It. <laughs> you could put it, it on your finger. It. Ooh, good point. You could put it on your finger. Yeah, try try pushing something around in that wheelbarrow. It's not going to work. Try wearing a <laughs> shoe. You can't do that. <laughs> Fair, um, enough. Fair enough. But maybe you'll change your mind when I tell you what's replacing those three. Congratulations. Michelle. Joining the Scotty Dog Battleship Race Car Top Hat and Cat are, drumroll please, Tyrannosaurus Rex, a penguin, and a rubber ducky. Three birds. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. Uh, I, like the, I like the rubber ducky. Yeah, I think the rubber ducky is a good one. I kind of like the T-Rex, though. It is, like, weirdly detailed for a Monopoly piece. <laughs> um, I'm I, not... I I don't care about the penguin. Seems seems over the top. See, I, I, would, I would gladly take the wheelbarrow or the thimble instead of the penguin. Ooh. That's harsh. I love the... I yeah. like the penguin. I don't like the T-Rex. I agree. It's too detailed, and it's very... I don't, I don't quite understand how it fits with the other... <laughs> With the other pieces. And uh, 4 million people voted in over 100 countries. Wow. How, how, by the way, how is this ever tech news? I, I love this story, <laughs> but I forgot. Damn, if <laughs> it happens it on the internet, it it's tech news. That's it. I guess. Okay. <laughs> this is it's hard free, stuff. We're giving free PR to the Hasbro people. That's pretty much uh, it. Yeah. What a brilliant PR move. This is, this is, it's going viral, Dan, as they say in the marketing biz. Yeah. I, I'm waiting. Uh, there will come a day where some manager will come to me in my business and ask me how we make engineered thermoplastics go viral. That is the day I will quit. <laughs> that, is my, that is my limit. 
Here's what, here's what I, I would do. Here's what I would do. Uh, can you, do you have the ability to make things out of plastic? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. So you would have some sort of contest where people would pitch you and you and other people would vote on things that you would make out of plastic and send to the person who pitched it. Sure. That's, a, that's an it awesome... It would be like the idea storm thing on Dell. It would just be this giant people upvoting things. The Only the top five are going to get made. Dan, this is, thank you for doing my job. No, we, we, actually, <laughs> we actually have gone viral before. We did, we did the 3D printed car, which was pretty cool. And mm-hmm. I just got the American Chemistry Council just did a thing where they took plastics, because they represent the plastics industry, a lobbying group, and they made a bunch of, this was like the, the most obvious attempt at going viral ever. They made a bunch of like braces for handicapped dogs. And lie and did it on Facebook Live, and I'm like, okay, that's a little cheesy, even for my taste. Like, even I have limits for how desperate you are for attention. Um, but I, it's it's working for Hasbro, so good for them. Isn't there like a? I feel like when when people or companies like try to go viral, there's like, I don't know, like. Like just in saying that it it is itself a contradiction. Like, can you really go viral if it's on purpose? Like, I feel like going viral is like sort of like a whimsical accident. Like things, the the the, the things that are are most viral were never intended to be to be that way. I think I just thought I just think that's yeah. It defeats the purpose. It really does. <laughs> that's like if I tried to murder you, but as I went to push you down the stairs, you tripped and fell and broke your neck. Did I really murder you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, Wait, are we playing D and D again? <laughs> no, thank God we are not. Um, a, a game where you guys have yet to die, despite my best efforts. Um, but but that does not speak well for the other people who have a lot tragically lost their I was, lives. I was looking at my list of generic names to pull out when needed, and of the three male names we've used, you've killed two of them. <laughs> the only one you didn't oh, kill no. was uh, Sheriff, Sheriff uh, Rufus T. Bickfer. So yes. he's next. You yeah. haven't killed Carol yet, right? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. No, so I guess it is two of four. I forgot about Carol. I, I just assumed you'd kill him. <laughs> Uh, my my rule is why would you let them live and if there's not a reason you're going to kill them. I was I was listening to episode 5 today and and Matt Matt is is a, is a pretty dark character. He's deranged. <laughs> he is like he is sick. Yeah. He's twisted. He just I'm like I don't know is he in character or is like should is we be concerned? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Unclear. I don't know. It's very it's very disturbing. Anyways. Anyway, so there you go. Look forward to that. One last fun fact, by the way. Of the eight Monopoly tokens, now five of them are animals. Interesting. But the people have spoken. We will respect their uh, their administration until four years from now when they run for re-election. Um, guys, we've got a lot more news in here. We've got red iPhones, Android O, Amazon's convenience stores, Netflix changing ratings... Anything getting you excited? Uh, I feel like Netflix is crazy. That's been the same for 
ages. Maybe well, it's not crazy, but well, once again, the people have spoken. As they say, Netflix will soon be changing its rating system, uh, switching from the traditional five-star rating to a thumbs-up, thumbs-down system. Uh, the change will happen in April and will roll out globally. Um, last year, they began looking into it, where they actually beta-tested the thumbs with uh, a certain percentage of users. They did some A-B testing. They discovered that over 200% more ratings were logged when using thumbs versus stars, uh, probably because it's a little simpler. Um it says here that um, uh, there's a quote here from, I got to get his name, Yellen, Todd Yellen, Netflix vice president of product, who says, quote, what's more powerful, you telling me you would give five stars to a documentary about unrest in the Ukraine, that you'd give three stars to the latest Adam Sandler movie, or that you'd watch the Adam Sandler movie 10 times more frequently? What you do versus what you say you like are different things. Um, in addition to the rings change, Netflix will also start percent matching, which means it will use algorithms to show a percentage below a title based on how likely it is you'll like it. Um, very personalized. They'll say there's an 80% chance Colby you'll like movie X. Um, so there you go. That'll be rolling out, as I mentioned, in April. Do you guys rate a lot of stuff on Netflix? I never rate no. anything on Netflix. I don't know. I've rated some things. Like, I sometimes like, I'll finish a, a TV show and a movie, and I'll be like, damn, five stars. But it's only ever, I only ever rate things five stars, because I am morally opposed to ever rating anything one star. <laughs> and, it, and unless I feel strongly about it, I won't remember to rate it, so I only do five stars. Now, Dan, why yeah. are you morally opposed to scoring things one star? I, I want to get inside the philosophy of Dan Miller here. Because who cares, right? If I, hey, here, okay, especially with Netflix, I don't get it. With Amazon, like, okay, you ordered something, maybe it was really terrible, maybe it didn't come as advertised, then yeah, give it one star. On Netflix, let's say you go to watch a TV show, you you watch the first episode, it's 20 minutes long, and you're like, this sucks. Then it's and the what I I'm not going to input any more effort into catalog cataloging how much it sucks for me. I'm just going to go to the next thing. Yeah, but I mean, don't you care about me as a fellow Netflix user? Don't you want me to know that you didn't like it? No, I don't give a shit about Whoa. like no one else needs to like. Maybe someone else will like it. And not only that, but. Just because a bunch of people rated something one star doesn't necessarily mean that I won't like it, no. right? You can also end up on these like bandwagon lists where everyone's like, I don't know, hates on a movie for some dumb reason, so it gets a bunch of one stars. You see this on Netflix sometimes, yeah, but right? That... Yeah, I've, I've noticed it that on Netflix when like some like things first come out and they'll have like one star, and then then two or three weeks later they'll have like four or yeah. five. Yeah, but can't the same thing happen with five-star recommendations, too? People get on the bandwagon. Here's a great and... example. Here's a great example. I was just the day my, my friend watched Legion, the first episode, which I, I picked last uh, week, two weeks ago. And so I was looking at it on Hulu again. The first episode of Legion has two and a half stars on Hulu. Like, who who what monkeys are, are rating this thing, right? Like... It's people that ask the grind, like, this was dumb, I didn't understand. One star. Ugh. Yeah, so if I really like something, I'll give it five stars. 
just to indicate that I like it. So for me, the thumbs up, thumbs down is much better. And so are you no, going to thumbs down things now? Yeah, because now it feels more like an indication of my preferences and less a value judgment on the thing itself. Beautiful. So that's why I've always liked Foursquare more than Yelp. It's mm. like not a, not about like number. Well, I mean, they do have like a number score, but it's not like a direct uh, reflection of uh, I mean, it's not like a an average star rating or anything like that more abstract very good well hopefully i know i struggle to although i don't know why but i struggle to find things to watch on netflix i really shouldn't because i can like name five things right now i want to watch on netflix and i haven't so maybe it's all in my head but um i'm I'm more curious about this percent algorithmically percent matching because to me that's spooky it's one thing to say we think you'll like this and another to say we think you'll 64 percent like this um, I'm curious how, how well that'll work. I mean, that's what they're doing behind the scenes. Right. I so just, not, okay. Weird to see the number. Cause they, I, 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 I don't <laughs> want to admit how much they know about me. <laughs> and now they're really, as a person who lives in this world, I think in those terms anyway. So now it's, I, now I know exactly what their algorithm's doing and I can debug it. Have you ever end up in those situations where you've caused someone's, uh, machine learning big data algorithm to learn something incorrectly about you and you're like uh how do i convince this stupid thing that i don't actually like why amazon all the time oh my god and uh, i bought a clothes from this like uh, independent clothing website and every website i go to i get an ad to buy clothes from them it's like i just went to your website looked at everything you only have like 25 products i looked at all of them and i bought the ones i wanted <laughs> i i'm not going back if you sent me an email like hey we posted some new stuff i would take a look but i'm never gonna click on these ads Ugh. right like i don't understand amazon does the same thing like you buy like a, a pair of scissors and then for a week all you see are like scissors and you're recommended like i just bought you <laughs> literally know you know i just received the scissors like and, maybe, and, maybe it's like in case the scissors weren't satisfactory and they're they're expecting me to return maybe you just really love you collect scissors you just really love them. yeah I don't know. And for a while, I thought maybe Amazon is just really bad at this, but they it <laughs> it must work. It must work. But who's clicking on these things? And I'd be curious what people order on Amazon. What is like the distribution of categories of stuff that people buy on Amazon? Is it still mostly books? I'm guessing not. Uh, clothes? Is it like household supplies? Is it electronics? Mm. It'd, it'd be interesting to know because maybe for some things, right? Like, if you bought a game, if you bought a video game, you might be interested in more video games. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, if you bought clothes, you might be interested in other kinds of clothes. Sure. If you bought laundry detergent, I don't. I don't care about any other kinds of laundry detergent. I don't care about scissors. Uh, if I just bought a desktop computer, which I still haven't done, but uh, so if you just I guarantee you if I did, they would show me desktop computers. Like, I mean, who buys multiple desktop computers like, week after week? No one. 
fine. At, at least not most people. Maybe right some there. like bulk like wholesale person or someone who works for a company and they buy computers all the time for new employees. But but I feel like those people aren't shopping on Amazon for stuff, right? Who knows? Or I don't know. Yeah. All right, that's my rant about. I feel like I've ranted for a long time. <laughs> Someone pull no. me out. No. All right, we'll pull you out, Dan. Uh, we've got time for, I think, one more story before we get to picks. What's it going to be, gentlemen? What's it going to be? Can't, can't, got to pick something. We got, do we got news aplenty? All right. We got to talk about red iPhones. Red iPhones are here out of nowhere. You know, we talk about the hype around Apple events all the time, but there really is nothing quite like the random Apple news dump. Um, <laughs> and we had one of those this week. Outside of the red iPhone, there were a couple things. They upped the size of storage on the iPhone SE. They tweaked the iPad lineup a little bit, where they, they shuffled out the sort of mid-range iPad and, and actually lowered the cost and reduced some of the components to create a cheaper version. Um but the big highlight, red iPhone. Get excited. The uh, red aluminum finish on the back of the iPhone 7 is now available. It's launching a partnership with the uh, red product, red um, uh, AIDS fundraising campaign uh, that Apple has been familiar with for quite a long time. Um, the, uh, the red is available for the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, available uh, now. You can go buy it uh, in 128 and 256 gigabyte models at your local Apple store and participating retailers. Now, I know that, gentlemen, there was a lot of controversy swirling on the web about the fact that they went with a white front to the phone instead of a black front. <coughs> Yeah. That's, any, any opinions on that? No, not really. Here's the thing. Uh, plenty of people buy the white iPhones, right? Uh, we don't know how many, but plenty of people. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think white on red is a cool look. I think it's more distinctive than black on red. I used to have a white iPhone. That's right. I liked it. It was fine. I think yeah. they should give the option. Mm. That would really, be cool. I don't really hate that it one way or the other. Like, given the choice between white Here's and black, what front, I, do I do black, think... but I like the white. Here's what I do think would have been 100% better is uh, whatever. What did they call the thing? The glossy. Oh, jet black. Yeah, that kind of finish on the red would have looked amazing. It would look mm, so cool. It would look like a candy I was a bit apple. Bummed out at the, yeah, I was a bit bummed out at the brushed aluminum red. I feel like a solid bright red, jet red, I don't know what you'd call it, uh, <laughs> fireball red, and red AF <laughs> would have wow. looked really nice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I agree with you. I like, I you know, you have to remember the only colors you can get the iPhone in are black, gray, rose gold couple different versions of black, couple different versions of gray, but you know, they really mm. don't have bold colors and I really I actually think the red looks I don't know, I'm on the fence if I'd actually buy it, but I think the red does look really sharp. I agree with you, Dan. I think a red option in the glossy finish would be interesting, but even in the aluminum, mm -hmm. I think it looks pretty sharp. Oh yeah, slick. it looks good. Um so a nice change do you think, to 
I was gonna say, do you do you two think that uh, we'll see more different colors or red MacBooks, or do you think Ooh, this is just a red MacBook? That'd be cool. That would be cool. I would be all about a red MacBook. Mm. I would get that. No, I wouldn't. Be <laughs> <laughs> but you'd look at it and admire it. Yeah, I'd think about it. You wouldn't own it. Um, I, I'd go. It'd be like a TV show where I like go off and like imagine, imagine well, future. Like, could you imagine how much better Colby's life would be if he had a red MacBook? All we can do now is imagine what amazing things could happen. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think they're going to do other colors. You know, I think yeah. the only reason they did this is because of the product red thing, and they've done it for a while. And I think, frankly, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't do it with the iPhone 8, and it's just uh, a temporary thing because they didn't do it with the 6 uh, or the 6S. So uh, why they decided to do it, I don't know. Um, but I would be... The only thing I would wonder would be, since they went ahead and built all the factories to be able to spray color on these things... Um, if when the seven eventually becomes the cheaper model, so when the eight comes out or, you know, the seven S or the nine, whatever, um, if once it becomes the cheap model, like they've done with the SE and the four S before it, uh, or no, the, what was the plastic back one to call? It wasn't before the, the SE. C. The C, yes, thank you. Um, they do the bright colors in those. So maybe when it becomes the cheaper model, um, I would just be surprised if it's the flagship, mm -hmm. if they do it in, um, you know, blues and yellows and sort of brighter colors. I don't know. What do you guys think? Interesting. I love the idea of brighter colors on, on all the things. And yeah. I, I think it's like a design cycle, like fanny packs and bell bottoms. Right. Yeah, I mean, when iPods were a thing, those had bright colors. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. Mm. If Apple offered you a service where you buy the space gray, we'll say, aluminum iPhone. And for 50 bucks, they take your phone and they send it off to a factory somewhere and they can spray it in one of nine colors and then they send it back to you. And then at any point, a week ah. later, a month later, you give them another 50 bucks, they'll spray it a different color. Would you be interested I in that? I would only or? ever do that one time. <laughs> the fact that you could send it back would be useless to me. I would never send it back. What if it was free included with Apple Care? Still would never do it. Okay. Because I wouldn't have a phone. Well, but that's that's what bothers me about <laughs> doing phones in bright colors is you're stuck with that color. Like if that's, that's why I like cases. Fine. You can put it in case you want on it. Oh, but the cases all look so much worse than the No, they do, but that's why Apple I'm saying phones, if so. Apple offered the option to, you know, or you know what, do it right in the Apple store. Put a little robot in the corner. And you stick a phone in it, and it's just one of those robot arms with the you know the spray, and it just sprays the just sprays the phone. I mean, first of all, it's not going to work because how many times can you do this before your your phone just is caked with all this spray paint? Right? Your phone, and you know Apple won't stand for an extra couple millimeters of thickness of paint. So right, no. So it would have to be like a full case switch thing. Fair. But even still, even if it was, I would not do it. No, I, I think, yeah, no. But okay, but okay. So say you couldn't do that. You said you were interested. You wanted more colors. What color would you like, Dan? Uh, I I like the red. I think green can be exciting too. Uh, I really like the sort of 
a baby blue iPhone 5C that I see some people have. Sure. That's a nice color. Um, yeah. I'm a simple person when it comes to colors. I like the uh, the navy blue that they do a lot of their cases in, that, uh, that darker blue. That's a really nice color. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, like a dark brown would be kind of could be kind of cool, mm, like a leather kind of color. I guess that's yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just the you got me thinking about the case colors that I yeah. Like. Well, they're good colors. I mean, they they picked them for a reason. So I I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. a nice brown would be. Yeah, you could do a lot. Well, that's this is exactly why. What was it when Moto first did the? Um, was it the Moto X? What was the one where you could pick every different color of every button and the case and. It was the Moto X, that, where, yeah. where you could build it custom. That's kind of what we're talking I about. Did that. That's 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 right. I forgot you you did. That was a cool phone. Didn't last. Came back to iPhone. Yeah, it was garbage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was I mean, don't kick Motorola when they're down. You know that's it's not a very nice thing. Um. All right, well, gentlemen, we're uh, we're out of time for um, we're out of time for news, so we're gonna move on to picks. And boy, have we got a great list this evening, and we're gonna do it in alphabetical order. Mister Colby, what do you got for us? Uh, I just have that that I found the link to that episode of ninety nine percent invisible we were talking about um, about fly- it's called flying food. Uh, but it's about how they make those crazy, crazy slow-mo food commercials. It was a good one. Also, ninety-nine percent invisible is a pretty good podcast. If you, if you uh, have, haven't listened to that, so that's my pick. That's fantastic. I'm gonna go uh, go listen to that. Hopefully, <laughs> maybe every time. Every time you you guys pick a podcast on the show, and I always say, "Oh, I'm gonna go listen to that," and I never do. Ninety-nine percent invisible is also a pretty short one. Okay. It's like 20 minute episodes and or 20, 20 to 30 minute episodes and not uh, the hour, hour long, hour, hour or more long, frankly, uh, sort of epics. That, that I don't know why some, anybody some, would do an hour long podcast. That's why would, <laughs> any, why would anyone listen to that? If a whole hour of just people talking about nothing? A, I think <laughs> it's a bad plan. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about like Dubai Friday. We're like routinely 120 minutes, it seems like. Or longer. Yeah. When we were talking about, I forget what we were talking about, but I was remembering the story from Dubai Friday where the people on the cruise ship were complaining that they were too wide for their showers. I don't know if you listened to that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, how many people could fit in your apartment? That's up here. Too wide for their little showers. At, at some point, we do need to ask our fans, do you think this show should be an hour? If you think it's too long, let us know. <laughs> Don'tpanicshow at gmail.com or tweet us at Don't Panic Show. We'll take your feedback. You call We've in. never asked. Or call. Call and let yeah, us know. You get, you get a tote bag. If you, yes, if you've managed to listen to the whole hour and have gotten to the end here, <laughs> we appreciate it. You can call in and get a tote bag. Um, we're, we're, like, we're like the shitty version of PBS. We can't even give away our tote bags. Um. All right, Dan. What do you you got a, mm. a, a, a an, an electronic video game for us here? I do. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I picked up this game after I was at a friend's house and I saw them playing it. 
It's called Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a useless title because it doesn't tell you anything about what the game is about, and it has an unnecessary subtitle because there's no other Horizon game. <laughs> uh, but it's really cool. So, Colby, I think you're going to really like this game, and here's how I'm going to pitch it that's, to you. That's good because before the show... Uh, when I saw you picked it, I immediately queued it up in my in my PlayStation download. <laughs> I've been downloading this whole time, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go play it after. Okay, good. So here's why I think you're gonna like it. Imagine Far Cry Four, one uh-huh. of your favorite games, I know, but yes, instead totally. of like terrorists and dictators that you're like driving around the you know roaming around this huge open world, you know taking care of business with those people. Instead of that, you're riding around crazy mechanical horses in this bizarre post-apocalyptic environment. Instead of killing terrorists, you're taking down these massive, huge machines by shooting the right kinds of arrows at exactly the right spot and (laughs) hiding in the bushes and jumping around. uh, And it looks beautiful. Uh, so it's an open world game. It's really unlike a lot of other open world games, it, 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 at least in setting. Uh, so it's a lot of fun to look around. The, the characters are pretty interesting. The story is pretty good, really good for an open world game. Uh, and I've had a lot of fun with it. So check out Horizon Zero Dawn. Colby already did. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It is uh, it is a PlayStation 4 exclusive right now. 4.8 out of five stars on Amazon. Um, you can pick it up for your PlayStation now. How many thumbs ups though? How many? Mm, <laughs> sorry, no. <laughs> There's a 100% chance Dan likes it, so <laughs> we know the algorithm is working. Very cool. Um, my pick's a quick one, um, and it is in honor of what we have coming up this weekend. It's BoxOfficeMojo.com. Um, and the way I sort of describe it is if IMDb is your ultimate source for movie um, metadata, you know, the, the the actors and directors and all that, Box Office Mojo is the theater's version of that. If what you're really interested in is movies, box office, production budgets, number of screens it's released on, it's all about the metrics of movies um, and all the different... Um, really the money they've made they do a good job they compare like movies so i'm going to put put up here on the screen for the folks at home beauty and the beast versus jungle book versus alice in wonderland obviously comparable films and you can see how they've grossed in different you know situations and their average you know beauty and the beast made an average of forty one thousand dollars per screen um it's in four thousand two hundred and ten theaters it's been released for 10 days worldwide it's grossed 693 million dollars um, it is the fifth highest grossing fantasy live action movie of all time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd for all these stats and it's, it's interesting to read through and they do a very good job on this site. Um, and it is the official site that we use to gather all the data for our movie league. We do at up for slash movies. We're just wrapping up the winter league and this coming weekend, we're holding the draft for the 2017 summer movie league. That you're not going to want to miss. So uh, the pick is boxofficemojo.com, uh, but also keep an eye out up for debate.tv/movies because uh, coming up we'll have the summer league beginning. And guys, I'm going to do a little tease here for the folks at home. We're going to be doing a special 
Summer Movie League kickoff giveaway. <laughs> would you Would you like to hear more? Yeah. Because I really need to get rid of these damn tote bags. We're going to do a <laughs> contest. Don't try and enter yet because I haven't opened it. So if you're listening to this, it may not be ready. Go to UpForDebate.tv to learn more. But um, we're going to ask people to pick the high, what they think will be the highest grossing movie of the summer. They don't even have to draft. Just pick one movie and, we, and say, I think this will be the highest grossing movie of the summer. Everyone who picks the right one will be entered into the drawing. A winner is not only going to get an Up For Debate tote bag... And a, st- and a bunch of stickers I have left over, they're going to get a $20 Am- uh, Amazon gift card included as our gift to the fans. All they have to do is enter to win. Uh, it's that easy. You can get full details at upfordebate.tv slash movies a- in April. We'll say uh, April 3rd it should be up. So don't look any earlier than that. So I don't know when you're listening to this, but April 3rd it'll be there. Uh, but you can go and subscribe at upfordebate.tv get the draft episode when it comes out and I'll give you more details then. I'm not trying to make this complicated. It just is complicated. Does that sound <laughs> fair? Fair enough. We're, 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 we're excited for the, are you guys as excited as I am? I'm excited. Thrill. I'm excited to not come in last da- place. Dan's looking for redemption. He's not screwing around. Yeah. No. And by the way, you're uh. definitely going to want to tune into the draft episode at minimum because in the first 10 minutes, we're going to have the first ever movie league uh trophy ceremony oh Oh, wow yeah oh wow is right so you're gonna want to tune into that (laughs) subscribe it up for debate yeah i have a question sean do i get the dark tower at a discount do i get a bonus towards it because i had it before we talked about this um i i dan that's a good question it is one of the last i think it's the second to last movie we're drafting so let's see how much money you have left when it comes around and maybe if the auctioneer is feeling generous, he might give you a discount. We'll see. Okay. No promises. <laughs> Not going to make any commitment. Um, but you don't own it anymore. Nope. You you lost your right. But hey, you got to get out. Well, that's one of the highest one of the highest grossing movies of the year. So yeah, you know, I got the last the the first week of it or whatever. Yeah, you got you got 137 million out of it. So not not too shabby. All right, guys, that's it. We're done for this evening, sadly, if you can believe it. The good news is we will be back next Monday, as we do every Monday, um, at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, at Facebook.com slash Don't Panic Show. You can watch the stream there, comment as well. Uh, And if you can't join us live, that's okay, because you can always get every episode, past, present, future, audio, video, and the pics on our website, don'tpanic.io. It's really great. These guys built it, and it still works, so we're happy about that. Um, also there, all the links where you can subscribe. Of course, you can get us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, most major podcasting apps. The video is on YouTube at youtube.com slash don'tpanicshow. And of course, you can follow us at don'tpanicshow on Twitter. And uh, I mentioned the Facebook link and the phone number, which is uh, 508-644-8324. All those, leave a voicemail. We'll, we might play it next week. All the, if, if you want to get a hold of us, believe me, we make it easy. I don't want to hear any excuses. Nobody say, I tried to get a hold of you and I couldn't. That's bullshit. You can. So please do so uh, and check that out. Gentlemen, we are done for this evening. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on behalf of Colby and Dan. This is Sean thanking you for joining us and hoping we'll see you next time for even more awesome tech news and fun discussion here on Don't Panic.